Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I am your host today, Erica, and joining me in our virtual studio is Elliot, Tiffany, and Damien behind the scenes. Welcome all. We also have Dr. Fauci. Oh, <laughs> looking on with concern. He looks so concerned. He's moderating the discussion. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad he's joined us because today we're going to go into a uh, his illustrious history and uh, <laughs> all his his evil doings that were our listeners may or may not be aware of. So um, we decided to start off the show today with this great little music video. And uh, I think these things are great because they do an excellent job of depicting a lot of information that people might not have the time to sit down and absorb. So this is a great little music video interlude and um, I'd say enjoy, but it's pretty disturbing. So if you could roll that Damien. Sad little man sitting deep a lie. He's dead in his soul, but he'll keep you alive. Do what he says, not what he do, cause the truth is for him and the lie is for you. Sad little man, but he's treated like a god as the faithless prey to a fake and a fraud. Worship the man, pledge to his word. One shot, two shot, now you get a third. Sad little man, sad little man, you better Trap you like a dog, put your head in a net while they eat you raw. Don't ask why, just comply. Cause fear is the drug that the doctors prescribe. Sad little man, you can watch him on the news. Preaching to his choir while they learn the rules. Some feel safe and some feel healed. But the law hold his hand as he makes the kill. Sad little man, sad little man, you your kids some might live while the rest get sick so put them to the test and listen for the yell when the truth comes out he's gonna burn in hell sad little man sad little man you better run now while you know you can sad little man sad little man you don't fool me you sad little man you can't fool me Very catchy tune. Very catchy. Who's that Indeed. group? Five, five times August. Give them a shout out for their hard work. And great little montage. It's almost like a Monty Python version mm -hmm. of reality that we're currently living in. Well, it's kind of interesting because most people 
um, who are tuned into the mainstream media get inundated with all the products of Fauci that have been promoted over the last two years. Uh, there was recently a documentary made about him by National Geographic. I, I couldn't stomach to watch it, so I won't report on it, but it's out there for those that might want to watch it. He also had a bobblehead doll um, created as, as kind of a, a reverence to him around his 80th birthday last year. Um, he's got socks, he's got masks. A children's book was produced by Schumann and Schuster. Uh, they're one of the leading publications for children's literature called Dr. Fauci, How a Boy from Brooklyn Became America's Doctor. So there's a lot of propaganda out there for sure. He was also on a Saturday Night Live. I think it was last year. <laughs> Fauci on a couch. You know how they make fun of someone very delicately when they respect them. <laughs> well, when the when the children's book was being promoted, he was quoted as saying, frankly, it is harder and harder to be humble when you're as great as I am. So that's oh, how he feels about himself. <laughs> But in kind of uh, a nice juxtaposition to that, we're also seeing several books come out about his really dark and decrepit past, which was kind of alluded to in that video sequence. One is uh, the real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. That's by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And that just came out on what, the 16th of yeah. November? And then also um, Dr. Mercola, he wrote a book called The Truth About COVID-19, along with Ronnie Cummings. He's the head of the Organic Consumers Association. And then also, which we've mentioned in the past, is the Fauci dossier that was written by Dr. David E. Martin. And um, I'll have Damien include the link to that because it's a free PDF. It's 200 pages. But what Dr. David Martin has asked for people in the US to please print this and send it to your attorney general, because he's convinced that if this were to go to a court of law, uh, the vaccine mandates and the vaccines would be halted altogether because it's criminal enterprise. Um, the Fauci dossier is very technical, goes into a lot of patents and stuff, but so there are people and our little show, Objective Health, we're doing our part to um, get people informed and to kind of counter that greatest doctor bullshit narrative that this guy is, because, excuse the language, but so um, let's just go into a little bit of his history. I just wanted to mention before we open up the discussion for the last like two years, I've been calling this COVID-1984. And my joke was kind of the reference to George Orwell's 1984, but it's also the year that Fauci kind of became the head and would go on to run the NIAID for the last 40 years. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little um, play on words there. Mm -hmm. So isn't he also the highest paid government official? Like yeah. over $400,000 a year. That's more than the president. Yeah. Even though the, <laughs> the president, they could pay him a monopoly <laughs> money and no, he wouldn't even notice. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of money to make every year to constantly have nothing to show for it except for more and more and more sick people. And, yeah. and that's not including private um, yeah. 
endeavors as well right it's that's just being on the payroll so right you know that's not his his yearly salary uh in total uh but ultimately what he's getting from the federal government is is within i mean i thought it was like seven hundred thousand, but it, it could be could be four hundred thousand. but but either way yeah he's the technically the highest paid uh member of staff i first, first of all I, I mean i just want to add in that i mean most of our listeners probably already know this but the general way that the media sources will portray Dr. Fauci, even in light of new information, when it turns out that uh, something has been proven wrong or something has been, um, you know, been shown not to be uh, quite true, as it was originally said by Fauci. Um, generally, the way that he's painted is as uh, an old soul who is trying to do his best in a very difficult job. And reading some of the reviews of the documentary, that's generally uh, the image that they're trying to portray of Dr. Fauci is that, like everyone, he's a human who makes mistakes and he intends to do the best that he can. Uh, And unfortunately, when you're in a very responsible position, you can't always make the perfect decisions, but all of it comes from good intent. And um, that's that's generally the way that they that they that they paint him, and that uh, and that anything that you know might not be technically correct was was all of the choices that have been made and the uh, things that have been implemented under Dr. Fauci's guidance. Um, these are considered to be uh, kind of you know uh, all, all all with the with the population's um, best interests at heart. Let's say. Uh, and it turns out that, I mean, as we'll discuss, I think, is that uh, that that could not be further from the truth. What we are dealing with here or what we're looking at is a, an extremely manipulative, uh, consciously deceptive individual who will lie, openly barefaced lie through his teeth, will um, make dodgy, shady deals and essentially doesn't appear to have um, doesn't appear to care one 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 bit about about the general population whatsoever and really cares about power money and control um so yeah i just wanted to add that in well that uh fauci is doing his best argument would make sense if this was his you know if he just came on the scene and just started being on the task force and became america's doctor but considering his history which we'll get into you can't say that at all i mean this guy is obviously a career criminal and that's just putting it mildly. And it's documented his criminality. I mean, so for this show, we, we always look at a bunch of articles, but there was a really well done article and it's only about two pages for those that have a hard time going through, you know, endless pages of information, but it's called The Talented Dr. Fauci by William Engdahl. And it was written in April of last year. But one of the things that he goes into is Fauci's um, being the AIDS czar in America about 36 years ago. And, you know, I grew up in San Francisco during the AIDS epidemic. And so I saw so much of what we're experiencing now as a child, being afraid of, you know, the virus being spread through water fountains or cereals or just the intimidation factor but, um, you know, his he basically had a five billion dollar budget to deal with the AIDS epidemic. And um, 
he went on to, you know, promote drugs like AZT, which essentially killed people. And they knew it was killing people and um, they had alternative treatments, but the kind of like what we're seeing now, anybody that had an ulterior or uh, alternative approach to how to treat AIDS was basically squandered and squashed and silenced and even, um, you know, just had their careers destroyed. And the most disturbing part about him being the AIDS czar is the use of testing these drugs on children. And so we could probably do an entire show. And of course, this show is not everything that Fauci's done in that 40 year career. But I think it's really important, especially in light of what are they calling it Beagle Gate with the dogs being you know, used as guinea pigs is the fact that Fauci was very much involved and knew that these really toxic medications were being tested on foster children with the um, agreement of hospitals and even churches. I mean, and the, I can't remember the name of the, um, the center, but for those that are interested that want- Yes. Yes. International child something. Yeah. Um, Incarnation Children's Center. And um, for people that want to look more into this, I will give the caveat. It is extremely upsetting to read. And and there is a documentary that was produced by the BBC called uh, Guinea Pig Kids. And um, it's surprisingly still on YouTube (laughs) if you wanted to watch it there. But um, there was an article written called The The House That AIDS Built by a journalist named Liam Schiff. He shortly died after writing this of cancer. But it basically talks about um, this New York, Washington Heights, four-story brick building called Incarnation Children's Center, where it was mainly children of HIV infected mothers, drug addicts, poor And basically these children were taken into foster care and allegedly tested for HIV. Some, it turned out, were never actually even tested to see if they had HIV. And they basically used them as experimental guinea pigs. And- um, So then they use all of these anti-viral medications with these horrific side effects like- uh, Yes. Stevens-Johnson syndrome or- uh, kidney failure, lipid dystrophy, those kinds of things. And uh, if the kids didn't want to take their medications by mouth, they would be coerced and cajoled. And eventually they would send them off to another hospital and they would put in a tube into their stomachs and give them their medicines through a syringe. And um, in the article that I just mentioned, the house that AIDS built, one um, adopted parent battled against getting two of these children off the medication and um, was constantly blocked. They would give the medication anyway. She went through just numerous fights and she started to notice that these children would get better as soon as they got off the medication. And so um, it's just really kind of paints the picture of what we're seeing now with the fact that kids are okay to be tested on. And we did a show about it two weeks ago last week. 
So he's using that same playbook. And the fact that nobody really knows about this, I'm sure it wasn't in the documentary, is um, alarming to say the least, because these are children that don't have um, consent. They can't give consent and are completely manipulated. And as a result of this, over 85 children died, you know? So he is, he does have blood on his hands. And this is just one of the experiments that we know of. Just imagine how many other experiments, information of which has not seen the light of date up to this point. Yes. Um, one of the other things in, in Dr. William Mengel's article is um, testing. And we don't have to go into a lot of that, but we all know that the, uh, the testing is hardly accurate, uh, at least when it came to the HIV testing. And are we seeing that now, folks, with the COVID testing, the uh, PCR test and, um, you know, just this like manipulation repeating itself again and again and again. Yes. And yet no one remembers. And it's not like it was all that long ago. You and I both remember it and we were just little kids at the time. There are people who are older than we are who were grown adults at the time that AIDS came out. I guess, I don't know, people's memories are short. Yeah, and you wonder if this that was kind of a trial run because that was a very small, well, not a very small, but a portion of society, whereas now we're living in everyone's going to, you know, get the jab or else. So you wonder if they kind of took what they learned from the AIDS epidemic and applied it to how they could further the COVID mm. epidemic, pandemic, lies and treason. Well, yeah. and like the, the AIDS epidemic, uh, Fauci was pushing for the use of AZT in pregnant women. And he also advocates for the use of these injections for pregnant women. So it's, uh, it's not very creative. We'll just say that. <laughs> not at yeah, all. And, and the thing is even knowing, knowing how toxic it is and purposefully suppressing the data purposefully, um, like consciously, lying about the effectiveness of the drug, which he's doing with the vaccine, and um, lying about the potential detriments, side effects, and ineffectiveness of the drug, which is what he's doing. Um, it seems as though it's a recurring th theme for Dr. Fauci. I mean, there have been numerous people who've looked at his position on every past supposed pandemic or epidemic, and he has consistently, consistently made um predictions come up with predictions which came turned out to be not true so at every single point whether it's swine flu whether it's um the original sars whether it's mers whether it's aids whether it's uh, you know th through throughout the past 40 years or so or 30 years let's say he has been um over exaggerating the um the the morbidity of the diseases saying that they're going to be a lot worse than they are um, providing solutions, which pharmaceutical solutions to those problems, um, and then very likely making a lot of money each time that happens, whether it be, I'm not sure whether Dr. Fauci, I'm wondering, it, did Dr. Fauci ha have any connection with, uh, with Tamiflu? Do you know? No, that was no, but Rumsfeld. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. 
but um yeah i mean it, it, there's 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 a lot of evidence which would suggest that he has personally um gained financial uh benefits from every single time that he has essentially jumped on one of these so-called pandemics and um or epidemics or or however they were referred to in the past um and has personally benefited from that uh, by fearmongering by uh, exaggerating the uh, predicted numbers of deaths even when the evidence would not support such a thing. Um, and so we see that he's done it with COVID uh, and whether it's, it's likely not just him, he's got a team of, of, of other professionals working with him, but clearly the, the models are either terribly inaccurate, which I would find it hard to believe that they would continue to use those, or they're doing it for another intended purpose. Well, it's interesting with the AZT um you know, during the AIDS epidemic is he fast-tracked, they fast-tracked that just like they fast-tracked, you know, just a different, the UAE is a little bit different, but the AZT was fast-tracked through Gilead Pharmaceutical. And as you said, Elliot, he had major financial investments with Gilead Pharmaceutical. So it's conflict of interest, it's corruption, it's collusion. And then they fast track these things because they don't want the safety studies to come out because then it will show that it's got negative side effects and whatnot. So they wanna make sure and rush it to everyone as quickly as possible before you know, people start to wake up to the reality of the situation. And as you said, you know, he is America's doctor but they will not talk about health or dietary supplementation or anything else. It's get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. And so the same thing happened during the AIDS epidemic. I mean, one doctor, um, Dr. Duesberg, uh, was vehemently in opposition to Fauci as far as his approach to um, the AIDS epidemic. And uh, it was a $6.1 billion research money and um, this guy had his career basically ruined. I mean, he was destroyed by Fauci. And um, it just goes to show you how it's pay for play, right? Like if you're not on the right side of the money making of quote unquote public health, then um, these guys are gonna go after you. Cause you know, I don't, I don't it, it purely is evil. I, well, Dr. Judy Mikovits, she learned that the hard way. She used to be a right. colleague of Dr. Fauci, and she was uh, talking about how there were incredible side effects with vaccines, and Dr. Fauci had her destroyed, got her fired, had her thrown in jail. Oh, yes. This is another oh. book that's out, and maybe that would... <laughs> <laughs> no, but before all of this covid me. nonsense i remember we 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 uh we even did a show on it several years ago uh where judy mikovitz essentially was a whistleblower uh she'd been doing research she'd been doing research on vaccines and uh, in the kind of preparatory stages for the vaccines they would run it through uh i think it was mouse brain or, or rat brain and what that would be doing is picking up endogenous retroviruses now these retroviruses were inside the vaccine and so she was concerned she was a you know one of the first people to actually bring this to the public and say look these endogenous retroviruses have been associated with cancer they're likely associated with autism and other central neurological diseases so 
we need to put a stop to this because this is seriously detrimental. And what happened? Well, she was silenced. Um, Fauci essentially um, destroyed her career and, you know, tried to put her in jail. So, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He's, 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 he's spineless. Yes. And now in the middle of COVID-1984, you know, remdesivir is a Gilead pharmaceutical drug, which is one of the only drugs that is used for treatment Mm -hmm. in hospitals, which, you know, I don't know if we've talked about it extensively on this show has extremely toxic side effects for the liver. So that's one of the only ones, you know, they're not recognizing ivermectin or, you know, hydroxychloroquine or anything, but they're pushing this remdesivir. So he's still making ungodly amount of money. Well, he was pretty instrumental in having the FDA block the recommendation for hydroxychloroquine in hospitals. So not only is he pushing deadly drugs he's blocking drugs that actually would help people yeah remdesivir doesn't even work right there's numerous studies which show that this is like basically ineffective for covid uh he did he 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 suppressed uh or he was instrumental in the suppression of information on hydroxychloroquine but also ivermectin and also other natural remedies and, 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 and other kind of interventions, which also work, you know, high dose vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, etc. These things have been shown to be very effective, but ultimately based on his policies, um, they are then they're not considered whatsoever. So not only is he responsible or at least partly responsible on a, on a kind of wider scale for the uh, lack of efficacy and the deaths that resulted from people who were put on remdesivir, but also responsible for all of the people who were not given access to essential drugs, which could easily have addressed uh, the viral infection very early on and saved countless numbers of lives. I mean, this guy is practically responsible. You know, he's it's crimes against humanity when you're talking about tens, hundreds of thousands of people, especially when you have many countries in the world that take their, like, they take direction from the US as well. You think globally, how many thousands of people have died because of the policies which were under this guy? It's crimes against humanity at this point, surely. Most definitely. But I don't know if he'll ever be brought to justice. I don't think so. But I think it's also <laughs> important to note that as awful and as evil as he is, he's basically a front man. I mean, they're, he's getting orders from somebody, some group, some, someone higher above him. Or, I mean, he's just not given free reign to do whatever he pleases, though he is a willing participant, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. There are people or entities above him that are actually uh, pulling his strings, so to speak. And in a way, I don't know. I mean, he's done terrible things, but I don't think that we should be incredibly surprised given his track record. And, you know, after all, psychopaths are going to psychopath. I mean, that's, that's just what they do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, clearly the guy is not making... I, I, I don't personally think he's making any major decisions. And I think that one of the reasons or one of some evidence that we can see of that is is how he has very quickly shifted his position on numerous different um, uh, kind of stances, let's say. So first of all, we've got masks. He was adamant that masks were basically ineffective. They did... I mean, it's well-established fact that masks did not prevent viral infection you know masks ordinary masks do not have any effect on um like their viral particles are just way too small to be um to be caught by by ordinary masks like masks don't present prevent viral spread he himself essentially said it was worthless wearing a mask and then all of a sudden we start noticing that he changes his tune very quickly on that likewise um they social distancing measures, for instance. I mean, there have been numerous like typical COVIDian um, uh, measures that that we that we now accept as kind of normal or have, or have been forced upon us over these past two years, kind of thing. Which uh, which he's had a, he's kind of had an initial stance on it, which was relatively uh, you know kind of. Um, uh, which made sense. And then all of a sudden he changes his tune and he, he takes the opposite stance and he's not picked up on it by anyone. But it, it, it's it's interesting to see where he's getting his money from, you know, because he the the uh, NIA ID um, is receiving millions and millions and millions of funding uh, from much larger organizations like the Bill and Melinda Gate, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation like the Clinton Foundation, like some of these other kind of globalist uh, foundations, which have very, um, which have kind of stated intentions for things like population control, you know, eugenics, um, kind of governance of the entire world. You know, it's, it's, it's less about, um, I, th- I think, I think a lot of, a lot of the things that he's enforcing are not necessarily coming from him, but rather in line with his um, uh, or or are mutually beneficial for him and the people he's working with, right? Or who he's getting direction from. Most definitely, especially in the United States. I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was speaking about it recently uh, with James Corbett. Great interview. Also, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was interviewed by Tucker Carlson on Fox News. But one of the things that he said was um, how uh, between 2009 and 2016, there were 240 new drugs approved by the FDA. And um, Dr. Fauci has control of $6.1 billion in budget money to distribute to universities, colleges, research for said said drug development, and another $1.7 billion from the military, essentially to do, quote unquote, bioweapons research, um, what's sometimes referred to as gain of function. But... um, he can do this research because they can, they say it's for vaccines. So, uh, you know, whether it's gain of function or not, like the amount, that amount of money. So that's over $7 billion to kind of play with in a sense. 
but only to back things that, as you said, Elliot, those organizations want. I mean, imagine if they spent that amount of money on doing research on vitamin D or on mm-hmm. vitamin C, you know what I'm saying? Like the, and the cost per person, like remdesivir, if I read correctly, is like $700 or something crazy for one treatment. You know what I mean? So it, it, it just looks like it's um, a money game. Like not only are they eliminating people, but they're making money on it. And that, as you said, is a, it's a crime against humanity. The fact that more people aren't upset and angry about this is shocking. I mean, I get shocked, but. (laughs) I think that is attributable to the gullibility of the average person and the power of the mass media, because it's just relentless. Uh, if you have no, pretty much no awareness of things around you, how the world works, and you're constantly being bombarded with media, and there's, I don't know, I can't think of any way that you can come out of it unless it really hits you close. I don't know what it'll take. I mean, already, kids are being vaccinated and people are still on board with it. I don't know (laughs) what it's going to take, or maybe people are never going to wake up. Well, as the optimist on the show, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I'm with you, Tiffany, I know. And how, how are people going to wake up? And unfortunately it might have to be hit very close to home where somebody they know and love has a negative reaction to one of the uh, mandatory medical interventions or, um, you know, out of the blue, all of a sudden they have this epiphany that, you know, with all these people that are getting the vaccine, now they're still getting COVID, like, what is it going to take? But, but I hope there will be a tipping point. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't see this in the AIDS epidemic, right? It kind of just, you know, went out um, and then a new thing came in. So I, I do think now people are, um, have doubts, right? You know, we're, we're two weeks to flatten the curve and now we're tw- two years. So maybe people will wake up. I don't know. I hope. <laughs> So uh, we're getting close to our time here. I definitely recommend, um, again, RFK Jr.'s book. Um, Listen to his interview on Fox News. Maybe that's going to get people a little bit open to the idea because it is a mainstream media outlet. Um, Also, the other books that we talked about, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's just coming so fast and furious, but don't be surprised because I just reading through my notes here, uh, Fauci's birthday is coming up in December. So there may be some big um, plan to, you know, Give do away with exploding the- <laughs> birthday cake. <laughs> um, but let's hope that there's a shift in the tides here. You know, let's hope that uh, come 2023, we will never have to talk about COVID-19 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, 
Uh, I thank my co-hosts for joining us today and Damien for being in the background, doing all the necessities of tech and uh, please like and share um, and uh, any questions and comments, please share them. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all again next week with another interesting topic. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.